This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. This is Baseball Outside the Box with Peter Caliendo. Innovative thoughts from baseball's best coaching minds from around the world. Brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Now your host, former USA Baseball National Team coach, Peter Caliendo. Good afternoon or good evening, wherever you're at in the U.S. or around the world. Welcome to Baseball Outside the Box. I'm your host, Pete Caliendo. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. I really appreciate it. And if you're on Facebook, any questions, put them in the comments section. We'll try to answer those questions for you. And guess where we're at? Yeah, we're still traveling right here, buddy. Everybody, we are traveling. BC Minor Baseball, Coaches, Player, Parents, Caravan, 22 cities, um, great trips, great people we're meeting. We continue to meet some fantastic kids and helping young kids develop at the grassroots level. For our friends around the world, one of the best baseball grassroots level programs. I keep reminding people about it because I think it's outstanding. I think more countries need to take a look at this. Also, associations can take a look at the program. Um, what do I mean by that? Um, you know, you can put together a coaching staff, three, four people, you travel different cities, you're promoted ahead of time. Everybody comes out. It's skill development, fun, fun games. You've seen some of the earlier podcasts I just did that talks about some of the games that we play and some of the skills that we do. We'll continue to throw this out so you, you get more and more educated. Um, these are proven techniques, proven skills, proven games, um, because what's the ultimate goal overall? is to keep the kids in the game as long as possible. Yes, and we still continue to watch our game games on TV behind me. If you're watching live on YouTube, Twitter, or LinkedIn, um, continue here in Vancouver, Vancouver Island, all over the place. Um, we are having a great time. And today's session, uh, we want to cover one area because um, we want to take one thing at a time. And that area are parent meetings prior to a sports season. It doesn't have to be baseball, but a sports season before your first practice. And I know a lot of, some, some areas are practice already, some started games, but I think it's important to understand that the reason we do the caravan is because we're educating the parents and the coaches. That's very important. We're talking to the kids, we're working with the kids, but ultimately the parents and, and coaches work with them. Coaches during practices, parents at home, sometimes parents, we encourage parents if coaches can do this, get them to volunteer, especially the real, real young kids, give them the volunteer at the, at the um, practices, because now the more parents you got, the more things you can do, and the very simple things that you do with the coach, with the kids, whether it's throwing, fielding, hitting, you know, focus on the fundamentals of the game, basics, make them a little bit better at each one. Um, now, the parent meeting and the coaches and the players need to be there. Why is this so important? Unless you've got really, really young kids, you may only have a uh, parent uh, coach meeting prior to any first practice or season. Um, why is that important? Because that, you know, that's where the communication comes in. That's where the more communication you have with your parents, coaches, the better it is. Um, we, I know in the old days, a lot of times they used to keep parents away and all this, you know, parents are involved, whether you like it or not. So you might as well get them involved because that helps a great deal when they're on the same page as you are. Make sure now, when you have your parent meeting, you know, you have certain things that you want to cover with them. You can cover whatever things you want. I'm going to give you two things that I think are extremely, extremely important to be covered in this meeting. Um, the things you might have could be phone numbers, you know, WhatsApp, texts, you know, um, some, some philosophies of yours. 
It could also be, you know, maybe you have, you know, there's certain times that you'd appreciate you, they call you or they, they email you um, if they have a question, if they need to get hold of you. Um, private texts, you know, in case they need to get a hold of you for something. Certain things that maybe, you know, there is no discussion. You know, playing time is probably one of those because you try to play kids as equal as possible. When they're younger, you want to play them all over the place. Coaches, be smart. Keep charts on that. When you keep charts, then you can show that to the parent. Hey, your son or daughter played at this position, you know, these many innings. I think that helps. Um, I've been doing that since I went to Mickey on baseball school. Who knows? For 40 years ago, whatever it was, um, we had to keep track all the time. Um, so that way they, you know, if somebody came up to us and said, hey, my, my son or daughter's not playing equally and you can't play everybody equally. There's a message to parents. It's impossible. OK, you only have so many innings, so many kids. You try your best. One thing you certainly can't do is the batting order. You're not going to bat equal because that depends on you know, how many times you get people get on base, how many runs you score, and the, as the order keeps going. But what, what you can do with the order is you can, if you're batting, if you're allowed to bat 12 or 10, whatever the number is, um, you can have, you know, four, four, and four, or, or three, three, and four, whatever number, you have blocks of players. So the bottom four that bat at bat last, bat at the top next in, next game, and you keep rotating those blocks. That helps. Um, there's other ways I'm sure coaches are very innovative that come up with ideas on, uh, how to do the batting order. So now the parent meeting, why, why, man, that's so important. If you can get this parent meeting done, communication is straight. Yes. Once in a while, you're still going to have some issues, but you have a lot less issues. And at the parent meeting, the two things I think are critical to discuss one, explain to the parents is this, especially for volunteer coaches. Look, um, just remind them I'm a volunteer coach. Right. As a volunteer coach, I'm going to do my best to work with every player and our coaching staff, whoever they may be. Um, they're going to do their best to help every player get better at the skills. We're going to be as positive as we can. Positive is so important. Um, you know, remember, I keep saying this and Coach House, Tom House told me this many years ago. You know, the game is coached by negative people, you know, with a lot of negative comments sometimes. And, and negativity is not good for young kids because that's how you lose them. Stay positive. Look for the good things. Uh, explain to the parents that you, those are some of the things you're going to do. You're going to try to play them equally, get their skill level up. But remember, we're only playing, you know, as a coach, we're giving them the information. We're doing some drills with them at practice. We're being energetic at practice. But now that's not enough. Um, we explained to the parents. So, and on the caravan, we did the same thing. At, at the, as we start the caravan, everybody comes together, player, coaches, and parents. We explained to them. Um, that parents, that coaches are not with them that long. And baseball is a game highly skilled. It's kind of like playing the piano, the trumpet, uh, you know, math, science. You got to study it and do it every day or every other day. It's got to be three, four times a week. It's got to be repetitive a little bit. Instead of doing it one day a thousand times, you want to spread that out through um, a week period. And that's how a player gets better. Um, so now the coach isn't going to be there all the time. So the onus and this is why the meeting is so important. I think the players, the important players are there depending on their age, um, is you explain to the players that, and the parents that now, it, you know, you've got to get better at these skills. If you're not happy with the way you're batting, what are you going to do about it? That's my major question all the time to the players and to the parents sometimes. What is a player? What are you going to do about it? You struck out three times. You don't like that. Nobody likes that. Nobody's going to continue to play a game where you're striking out a lot, right? No, that's not fun. Everybody says fun. Well, fun is being, you know, having some success. Everybody has a different success level. 
So now, what are you going to do? Well, I'm going to go home and swing the bat maybe 10, 15, 20 times. doesn't have to be 100. Swing it every day. I'll take 20 ground balls a day. Um, you know, I'll play catch with my parents, you know, for five, 10 minutes. That way I get better at playing catch, you know, where my hands are at, how to throw, play catch back and forth. If you're doing that consistently, first of all, parents, it's fun. So you want to explain that to the parents. It's fun. You're with your kids in the backyard, right? Maybe you have a wiffle ball bat or the bats that we showed, or it could be a regular bat, whatever the situation may be, throw some baseballs to them, let them hit, hit, hit. Um, you know, again, doesn't have to be a lot. And with young kids, you know, five to 10, um, swings, you know, that's it. Take a break, come back, do another. Maybe you're doing something else. Maybe you go take some ground balls, mix it up a little bit and ha have some competition with them. See how many they can hit, right? As, as, as parents, you know, how many line drives out of 10 can you hit? Or how many ground balls, depending if they're not hitting, how many ground balls can I hit to start off with out of 10? Then you, you know, gradually go to, to line drives. Um, how many, how many times can I catch a baseball? Don't just do it have a little game with it too once they get decent at it because now co competition is fun. And again, the kids going to have more fun with you. And coaches, same thing. When you're practice, make it a competitive thing um, individually or as, as a group. And that way kids enjoy it more. Kids want some competition once they feel good about themselves. They feel confident that they've got the technique a little bit down. So don't forget, involve them all. So now really important, and I want to thank everybody on my Ferro Bunta, what's up, buddy? Tim Leeper, thank you for uh, listening here. I know it's basic stuff. Tim's a major league uh, coach, great guy. Been, been around him many times. Um, currently, I believe, with the San Francisco Giants. Uh, was with the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, he uh, unbelievable job he did it, and I'm sure still doing. Uh, so those are some of the things that you know you can explain to the parents as a coach. You know, put the onus on the players, put the onus on the parents to get the players to be a little bit better. So now you're pitching, you're not successful. You're not throwing as many strikes as you want. You walk a few guys, it's not a great day. Again, the question is, what are you gonna do about it if you don't like it? That way the player understands, you know, I've gotta do something about this. I just learned some things in practice and now I'm gonna go home and practice with my mom or dad and, or a wall. If my mom's dad's not home yet and I got a wall to throw against, um, you know, play, throw against that wall, you know, pretend there's a box there, put some tape, you know, there's many things you can do, but there's a tarp you can put in the backyard, many things you can do to do that. So, you know, again, when you put the onus on both the players and the parents, now we understand that, you know, it's a game of failure. You're going to fail at times. And if I don't get better, I'm going to fail more. You're just trying to fail less. And then if you fail less, you feel much better. Well, you are part of that process, parents. And it's very, again, these are basic things that you can work with them. So now, Coaches at your parent meeting, so important. Go over and this go over with your parents some of the basics. You know, how do I play catch with them? You know, and we talked about that in some of the other episodes. We'll have specific ones for throwing, fielding, and all that. But if I'm gonna play catch my son and daughter, what do I have to do? I gotta turn sideways, my thumbs gotta come down, my hands coming up, my head stay straight, whatever it may be. Now you're teaching them. That's how you're going to do it with your kids. Very basic. We do it at the caravan. We do it all over the place. Um, then same thing with hitting. Cover the hitting with them. The balance, the stance, swinging, maybe freeze at the end. Hold your balance. You know, after they hit. Again, we're going to cover that in the hitting section coming up soon. Um, but whatever this, and again, very basic for the parents, understanding what to do at home. Uh, same thing with fielding. What are you looking for with them in fielding? Um, you know, bending the knees is critical, not bending them back getting the glove out in front, right? Separating your hands out in front. 
few little things, nothing major, something. And again, parents, don't worry. If you don't know it and you're not comfortable with it, just let them do it. Okay. I've traveled the world. I've been very fortunate. God bless um, everybody that's invited me. And, um, you know, I've been very lucky. I don't have a huge name. Actually, I don't have any name. And um, I get what, and I get invited to go places um, because of my mentors in the past. Um, that have believed in me that allow me to go work with coaches and training also with ISGB. Oh, sorry about that, folks. I'm the director here. My, my computer went down. Apologize. Um, got it back up, ready to go. So I, I thank everybody for allowing me to, to do what I do. Um, and I'm blessed. And as I travel around the, and around the world, we talk about these things, you know, to make sure to help coaches and parents understand what to do when you're training young kids. And if you don't know anything, think about it. I've been all over the world. I've seen a lot of countries where kids do it a lot. They just practice a lot. They practice on their own and they get better at it um, just by doing it because the body's going to figure it out. The brain, the eyes, the body. Sometimes the body figures it out better than sometimes when I try to coach them. Maybe I'm over coaching them. I'm giving them too much information. Now I'm getting too bogged down in it and the player's confused, right? Sometimes let them do it. Hey, something great you could accomplish. We talked about it this week with a couple of coaches in, um, in, in a couple of the areas here. Have them do some things with their eyes closed. What do we mean? Have them throw a ball to you with their, with their eyes closed after doing it for a while. Have them hit a ball with their eyes closed. Yes, a ball that they toss. You'll be very surprised. Now, you could use the batting tee. You know, I'm not big on batting tees for certain, in general, but I'm big on, you know, maybe using a batting tee for this situation. But now they're closing their eyes and they're hitting with the batting tee. Now, why? Um, because that blanks out every other thought process, um, you know, of the fundamentals and what the brain starts to think about is what it needs to do um, and the movement patterns that it needs. Uh, you'd be surprised how well that works. They'll start throwing the ball right at you um, because they're thinking about the movement. They're not thinking about the fundamentals um, and the body wants to make sure it's doing it right, staying balanced. Um, so those are two critical areas that you can do with your parents, um, parent meetings. Talk about the onus of them having the responsibility along with the players to get better because you don't have all the time and you're going to do your best and you're available to talk to them about, you know, uh, the fundamentals in case they missed the meeting. You could have Zoom meetings with parents. I would encourage some Zoom meetings, uh, you know, during the week if you have time, even at pra after practices or, you know, after a few practices to cover things of what you're trying to do because a lot of times you may not, as a parent, you know, they can't go to practices all the time. So what will happen is, They'll ask the kid how was practice, right? A boy or girl, like, I practiced. Well, practice was okay. You know, it was good, whatever. Um, what'd you do? Well, kids don't remember um, sometimes. So, or they may translate it wrong. Well, go ahead and have that me little Zoom meeting. Talk with the parents on what you covered in practice and what you want them to work on, you know, a little bit so they can get better. With technology nowadays, we can do it so well. You can text certain things to your parents. Keep up the communication. They will appreciate it. Trust me. I'm going to give you one thing I do. You don't have to do it. Um, but, you know, Caliendo Sports International has teams that travel around the world. I've done it with also other teams and my own teams. Um, but I always have, and you have to be confident here. Um, you have to be confident in your coaching ability and what you're trying to accomplish, your philosophy, your, you know, the culture you're trying to build with your team. And what I do is, and my parents, parents and parents, I don't know also that travel only 10 days with us to Italy, Cuba, Dominican Republic. We pick players from all over the country, sometimes all over the world. They come with us to go on international trips. We always have parents are involved in every meeting we have. Now, if they don't want to be involved, that's that's up to them. But we want them there at the meeting. 
Um, so if it's after a game, before a game, at the hotel, they're there. Why? Because we're not just talking to the kids, we're talking to the parents. And a lot of times, even during games, they'll see something that maybe you did, you know, to them, it might be weird. Well, to us as coaches, it's not, it's the right thing. Well, it's a great time to review it with the players. And you're actually talking to the parents at the same time. Um, you're giving them that message. I'll give you a quick example. Um, we've talked about it before, I believe on the podcast. Um, and, and this has happened in the world baseball classic, but it happened with me in the Dominican Republic. I'll make a long story short. The runner, the batter runner, batter got a hit. Um, the man from, first went to third and missed second base. So if you understand the appeal process, if, if the ball's in play still, you can throw the ball to second base, or excuse me, yeah, the second base and appeal the play. Tag the base, tell them which runner you missed, you know, miss the base. You can appeal it right away. But if you if um, if time was called by the umpire, you got to go back to the mound. Pitcher's got to set up, time in by the umpire. Pitcher steps off, then throws to the base. Um, tags, you know, they tag the base, tell them which runner missed the base and so forth. Okay. Now I don't do it that way because I learned at Mickey on baseball school a long time ago, going through umpire school that you don't have to throw to the base where they missed. You could actually throw where the runner is that missed the base. So the man on third that missed the base at second base, you could throw to third, tag the runner, tell the umpire where he missed. Now, why would I do that? Because I don't want the runner. If I throw to second, most young kids are going to worry about the appeal. Most players are going to worry about the appeal. They're not worried about the runner third unless you've educated to, to be ready for the runner on third to go home. Um, if he goes home and you appeal and you don't throw home to get the runner and the runner's safe at second on the appeal, that run scores. If he's out, you know, if it's the third out, obviously he doesn't score. But if not the third out, he scores. So we got a problem there. So in the Dominican Republic with the team I didn't know, we threw the ball to third. I told my pitcher, step off, throw the ball third. Unfortunately, he threw it down the left field line. Um, now there wasn't a second place. So we were able to still do appeal it, but, um, so what do you think the parents did? They're probably thinking, well, coach Caliendo, you know, he didn't know what he's doing. What's he doing? Throwing third. No wonder he threw the ball away, right? It's my fault, uh, that somebody threw the ball away. It could be if I didn't train him well. Um, but you know, we know the situation. So what did I do? We had parent meetings all the time, right? Parent and player meetings after games. So yeah, well, we went over that particular play, but I didn't say, you know, Hey, you guys, I know you don't know that. I just reviewed it. I asked the players a lot of questions in meetings. Players, why did we throw to third base? Why did we throw to second? See if they know. If they don't, then we review it. Now the parents get the message. Anything you're doing in the game of baseball, the more they know, the better, in my opinion. Again, you take it depending on your ability coaching, um, you know, how confident you are. If you're real confident, I think that can help you a great deal. If you're not yet ready for it, maybe you wait a little bit. Um, but I think it's much better to be open with parents. Look, I, there's been times where I said, hey, I messed up. That's life. It was just recently in Spain, Tenerife, Spain. Great time. European players, some of the better players in Europe. Uh, that Czech Republic, Slovakia, all kinds of different players. And uh, there were times where I made the wrong call. Guys came in. I say, guys, my call. Okay. Um, I, I knew I made a mistake in that situation. Admit your mistakes. Be a leader. That's what leaders are all about. Leaders are not afraid to admit they made a mistake. And as leaders... And, and as a volunteer coach, you're going to make mistakes. Um, no doubt about it. It's not what you do for a living, right? It's fair to make those mistakes. And, and message the parents. Be fair to the coaches. You know, you're sitting in the stands. you got all day to figure it out, right? Coaches have split seconds to make those decisions. Right or wrong, they made a decision. Support them on the decision. Um, it's just a game, right? Um, people are going to make mistakes. Baseball IQ, tie tubes instincts on making up 
make up for being a little less talented. All right, man, I, I get you, Ty. Thank you for the message. Um, we got great coaches. You know, I can't mention them all. A lot of people on Facebook. Um, let's see, from Slovakia, Slovenia. Um, Federico Cortini from Italy. Don Sulemowski, good friend I've known for a long time. Bill Carlson, Randy Wee, very good coach, man. Bob Specchio from my high school days in Elmwood Park, Illinois. Um, Wesley Brown, Ty, I mentioned you. Man, they just, I can't mention everybody. I apologize, but thanks for joining us on Facebook. Any comments? Hey, I'll be glad to mention this. This particular show is about parent meetings, player meetings, and coaches meetings prior to a season. Um, I would recommend even having maybe an in-person meeting halfway through the season and then after the season. I get it. You're volunteers. You don't have all the time in the world. Now, Ty says you can't forget umpires. Make mistakes, too. They're the only human. And we're going to have an umpire session, Ty. That's why I didn't bring it up because I wanna, I'm want i trying to stay to the specific topic, but great point. I umpired 15 years, went to a Mickey on Baseball School umpire, minor league umpire, ran the program. Um, I think I have a decent idea, understand where umpires come from. I just saw a young lady on Facebook. Somebody punched her. She was umpiring. Somebody was mad. Let me tell you something. That's prosecution. That's assault. That person should be arrested. Um, you should never see that. And, and I will mention this about umpires. Yes, I tell my kids, look, if uh, I, you never say anything to an umpire, period, zero, treat, treat them with respect. They're going to make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. Now, if you want me to yell at you when you make a mistake, well, then if you don't want me to, then why are you going to yell? Why, why do you have the right to say something to the umpire? Let it go. Mistakes are part of the game. Um, you got to deal with them. You get a bad strike. That's life. As long as you knew that was a bad strike. A lot of times what I'll tell kids, you know, come, come back. Oh, coach, that was a bad, that was a bad call. Okay. Was it that bad or was it close? I'll ask them the question. Throw it on them. Don't, don't give them the answers. Now, they might say, oh, it was close. Okay, so maybe you should have protected the strike zone with two strikes, right? Um, what do you think, you know? And, and then maybe and now if they say, no, that was really high, way outside the strike zone, said, okay, so you know that. So what's the problem? You knew it was a mistake. Now, question is, can you do anything about that? No. So if you can't do anything about it, then don't worry about it. You, you know, and again, that's the mental game. So in practice, I have kids who umpire, and I'm going to jump ahead here because I'm about to close the show, but we'll have this session, a whole session on umpires um, and how to work with them and how to deal with that situ in these situations. I have kids umpiring behind home plate and the bases. I want them to feel what it's like to be umpires. I rotate them. Obviously, I have them safe with equipment, good equipment on, um, and I know they're going to make bad calls, which is great because now that treat teaches my kids how to deal with bad calls. That needs to be part of your practices. Okay, when you do your scrimmages uh, and dealing with failure, that is failure. That's being a, you're gonna. It's a mental game. You're gonna get upset. Um, so it's no different than missing a ground ball. Um, and trust me, how do I know how to deal with this really well? Because I did it. I did not know how to deal with the failure. I had to learn the hard way. Right? Mentally, I I, just, I did things bad when I was a player. I played racquetball. Same thing. I couldn't keep my cool. It ruined a lot of things that I was trying to do. I, I became a, the worst player. And now I understand what it takes um, to teach young kids to stay in there. I really believe that. Um, so again, hey, Ty, thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Folks, I hope we gave you some information there. There's a lot to this. Again, player coaches, player meetings. Uh, we are in BC Minor Baseball in Vancouver, Canada, beautiful country, unbelievable sites all over. And we're volunteering our time to help players, coaches, and parents um, you know, have, have, have a better season, get ready for the season, get energetic, educate them, tell them, you know, um, 
or help them understand what to do during games. Because another session we're going to have is how parents should and coaches should behave during games. So we're going to have that session. That's lined up coming up soon. we got a whole list of sessions for you, I think, that will help you um, in understanding how to work with young kids. Uh, at the Carabet prior meeting, we thank everybody also. We thank the players for being there, the parents, the coaches. We applaud the coaches that are there because they're volunteers. I said it, it's the largest baseball coaches, orga coaches organization in the world. It's not organized, but volunteers are the largest group. They have the largest impact on players. And umpires, you have an impact on players also on how you deal with them. So again, folks, um, I want to thank you for joining us. Um, yes, we will have a real quick, before we go, um, that's okay, a quick recap. Hey, uh, Ty, don't worry, man. You can play this back from the beginning on Facebook. It'll be on my Facebook page and it's on Twitter also. And it's going to be on baseballoutsidethebox.com. That's where the audio is. ESPN Honolulu. Um, go to ESPN Honolulu. Google that. And it's also there. Thank you. Aloha to everybody in Honolulu and all over Hawaii. And folks, don't forget, we're in over 100 countries. Thanks for allowing us to be in your living rooms, in your homes. Uh, while you, you, know, you listen to it, maybe while you're driving, don't, don't watch the video while you're driving, um, but you listen to it, you're cutting your grass, wherever you do it. Thank you for allowing us to be in your ears and visually be able to see us, what we do. Um, and please continue to share the show if you like it, because it's the only way we can get it out. We don't know everybody. If you can get it out to all your associations um, at the youth levels, at the high school, the college, professionals, we've got everybody on the show listening and we got everybody around the world. So thanks again. And remember, Caliendo Sports International, we're still looking for, we got a full softball team going to Italy. No more spots. We've got a um, a team going to Dominican Republic softball and baseball in December for Christmas break. If you'd like to join us, we got a few spots left. Uh, and that is it for this year. So if you ever want to take a team individually, your own team, anywhere in the world, Caliendo Sports International will help you organize everything. Um, we start, we can start as early as September. I'm doing a Zoom call with your team, talk to your parents, review everything, get everybody rolling, raising money, and then playing in the summer. If you want to go to Dominican Republic in December as a team, let us know. That can be arranged. It's a great time, great place, a lot of competition, training, fun, cultural. It's a blast. We'll, be, we'll give you references if you need on that. So, folks, again, remember my message to you. Be safe, stay healthy, God bless you, and we will see you on the next show. This has been Baseball Outside the Box with Peter Caliendo. Listen online at BaseballOutsideTheBox.com and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and all major podcast outlets. Join the conversation on Facebook and Twitter. Get all of our podcasts now at LineUpMedia.fm. This podcast was a presentation of LineUpMedia.fm.